This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Professor Dion Foster, the Head of Department and Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, is also the Director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. This program brought to you by SPH Kundalila, experts in surface mining solutions. Not only is Professor Dion Foster the, the Director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology, he's also the Director of uh, some new garden ministry that seems to have blossomed at this time. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you talking to me from your, your new pulpit in your front garden? Good morning, Dion. Yeah, I, I jokingly said on Sunday morning, I mean, it was just such a beautiful day, and uh, I was due to preach uh, on Pentecost Sunday at, at our local congregation, and so I thought, well, I'm going to sit outside in my garden, <laughs> and uh, so we recorded, uh, or we live-streamed the service uh, from there, and I jokingly said, I'm, I'm joining an African-initiated church, I'm sitting <laughs> under my favorite tree. <laughs> What better place to, to engage in worship? It was, it was absolutely lovely. You know what you've highlighted? Something that I think many churches now are, are looking at and saying, this is, this is it. You know, we can do it this way. Do church under a tree. Do it in your home through this or that technology. But for some, they don't have access to that. So there's good news that people can at least get together in some way, shape or form. But I think that's a conversation for another day. Because right now we're seeing news headlines social media platforms all saying, uh, you know, lives matter and uh, don't sit on the fence, have an opinion. What do you think? What do you say? And it leaves us in an awkward position. It's a sensitive topic. We don't know how to address it. But more importantly, Dion, we feel we need to at least consider what our hearts and our thoughts are saying if we share it with nobody else. But we want to do it from a Christian perspective. We want Bible-backed thinking here. And uh, I really do think we need some help. Yeah, I mean, Brad, this this has been such a, it's been really one of the, for me, one of the most heartbreaking um, aspects of, of uh, this time during lockdown. You know, just to see what's, what's been happening in the United States. And uh, I'm afraid to say that, you know, it is the reality of uh, an underlying current of racism that continues to exist in America. But actually, in reality, it, it continues to exist around the world. You know, there, there continues to be, a, a disregard, um, a devaluing of black lives and black bodies. Um, you know, white, white, the, the, the whitening gaze, you know, the way in which we look at the world is shaped by the ways in which, you know, people like myself, um, white persons have, have unknowingly through our privilege, you know, occupied space and shaped the world in the ways in which we think it should be shaped. And, and that meant that we, We've very often excluded and devalued and even dehumanized uh, sisters and brothers created in the image of Christ who who are black and, and colored. And so, you know, it's been very interesting for me um, when when the, the news broke about, um, you know, the killing of George Floyd by a police officer in, in Minneapolis, um, I obviously have many, many friends in the United States um, many of whom are African-Americans, and it is just heartbreaking to see the, the absolute sense of despair, you know, that, that these persons have been saying again and again and again that in that society, as in ours, you know, black lives matter less than white lives. You know, they, they get treated very differently. I was speaking to a friend yesterday um, who was saying, you know, Dion, when, when you walk into a shop, um, 
you can go in freely. You can walk around. You know, he said very often I see, you know, young white people walking around in shops with their backpacks on and shopping bags. If you're a black or, or, or so-called colored person, that doesn't happen. You know, the moment you walk in, the, the, the eyes of the shop assistants are on you. People ask you, you know, can I help you? What do you want? Uh, your bags have to be put away. So we do still have these very different uh, standards. Um, so one of the things that that um, I think been quite challenging here, and here I want to speak specifically to to my white sisters and brothers and to myself, has been to see the response, um, particularly amongst um, white Christians, when black persons are, are saying black lives matter, and the immediate response is to say, well, all lives matter. And, um, you know, that's a very, very tough thing uh, to do, to say to someone who's saying, you know, I, I, I'm experiencing that my life matters less than others. And then, you know, for someone to say, well, you know, from my perspective, all lives must must be treated equally. That, that's, in a sense, is you know, it's very insensitive to to the pain that our black sisters and brothers uh, experience. And for me, one of the best uh, expressions of this, and I, often when I'm I'm working with my students on on these issues, what we call white work, um, is I say to them, you know, to, to accept the truth that black lives matter doesn't mean to say that if you are white, you haven't also had a tough life. I mean, that's a very important thing for white persons to recognize. This is not a binary thing. But what it does mean, Brad, Mm. is that we can never claim that our lives were tough primarily because of the color of our skin. Now, that's a very important thing. I mean, you and many of our listeners know my own story. I mean, I had a very, very tough uh, childhood, um, you know, was raised in the care of of others and, and really had a tough time. But the fact that I get to teach at a university, that I got a good education, is, is a showing that there's a protection of people who have the skin color that I have. You know, there, there were opportunities for me. And, and, and uh, you know, of, of course, you know, one works hard and whatever. But I, I know many counterparts who didn't have these challenges and worked equally hard but couldn't get as far in, in life. Now, one of the things Christians often say to me is they say, well, Dion, the Bible is so clear. You know, Romans 2.11, Acts 10.34 very clearly says, you know, God shows no favoritism. You know, God is no respecter of persons. And, of course, that's absolutely true. But I want to tell you a quick little story just to illustrate the the point that I made earlier. Um, In 2012, um, we were running this exposed campaign and traveling all around the world, speaking to business leaders and politicians and church leaders. And myself and and Tony Campolo, some folks may know Tony from the Red Letter Christians, were invited to address the British Houses of Parliament. It was quite a a smart affair, and so off we went there. And uh, during the, the, the sort of address that we gave, one of the parts in which I spoke, I spoke about the fact that God has a preferential option for the poor. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the members of Parliament, a Christian, was irate by this. I mean, he, <laughs> he attacked me, and then afterwards the media, you know, how can you say God prefers some people to others? And my response to him was to say, you know, I'm, I'm not claiming that, that poor people are, are somehow morally superior or somehow uh, less sinful. But the one thing that I do know is that God always wishes to protect those who are most sinned against. And uh, I remember on that day actually pointing them to Luke chapter 15, where you have those 
three parables. You might remember them, and our, mm. our listeners can go and read that. Luke chapter 15, we have the parable of the lost sheep, where Jesus leaves the 99 to find the one. The parable of the lost coin, where he puts everything aside and sweeps the house until the one coin which is lost is found. And then the parable of the lost son. And these three parables illustrate for us something that is part of the nature of God's heart. A God is compassionate and caring. He says, I love every single person equally, but my gaze, my care, my protection is on those who, who are abused and those who are disregarded and those who face not only uh, personal violence, but structural violence, where the systems are, are violent against them. So, I want to say, particularly to my white sisters and brothers, you know, all lives can only matter when black lives truly do matter. All lives can only matter when black lives truly do matter. The value of my life is, is measured here in South Africa, not by how we treat our richest citizens, not by how we uh, treat those who are most highly regarded, but we will be judged by how we treated the least and the last, those who, who had the least access to uh, you know, any kind of resource to protect themselves. So I want to say to myself and, and to any other listeners who are listening, sisters and brothers, please, let's, let's be in prayer at the moment. And let's particularly be in prayer for our sisters and brothers who are feeling wounded and hurt, who've had a lifetime of experiencing being disregarded and wounded by, by systems and structures. Let's listen without the need to respond Let's reflect without the need to defend ourselves, and let's ask Christ to show us what can we do to be part of the solution, rather than having to defend ourselves and being part of, of the problem. Powerful conversation. That's coming your way if you've just tuned in from Professor Dion Foster. Dion, we are grateful for you. Um, I just want to share this message that came through from a listener. It says, the professor is enriching my life and my broken heart immensely today. I look forward to, sorry, I will definitely listen to this podcast again and gladly share it. And she's right. The podcast will be available for you. You can find it on kpulpa.co.za. You click on podcasts, look for um, uh, the breakfast, get up and go channel. Click on that and you'll find it there under today's date, the fourth day of June. To you, Professor Dion Foster, thank you for your time this morning. Always appreciate your input, your experience and your expertise. And I know this is a matter close to your heart in which you've shared not only locally, but internationally for many, many years. So thank you for that. Thanks, my friend. Well, listen, blessings to you and to all of our listeners. Enjoy the, the sunshine mm. before the rain. And uh, may the Lord bless you today and during this weekend. Be well. Thank you so much, Dion. Bye-bye. Bye, Ned. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.